Good morning again. Go with me to the 26th chapter of the book of Acts for a starting place this morning. <clears throat> I want to go back to some of my thoughts from last week. I guess a little explanation. Uh, I'm so bent on trying to straighten this out. <laughs> uh, over the years, I've seen so many people that made what they call a profession of faith and where they're at now. They're not sitting out here. And I'm quite sure that most of us do know these things and yet I think it is good that we have warning again because we have been guilty of the very same thing of offering fellow salvation when it wasn't there for him uh, talk him into coming up and making some commitment I think they move sometime out of fear their conscience is pricked they come out of fear sometimes they just come so it can be a part of the crowd uh, make a show and come but it doesn't have any lasting effect uh, what we need to see is a lasting effect the work of God when we look back at Adam again and Adam fell from grace uh, took on sin added it to his character, sin. He had a sin nature. That was his nature. And everybody that was produced out of that nature is sinful and needs redeeming from their sin. Uh, Adam, you might say, was after his fall was radical. He's all one way. And that's the way men are in sin. Sin captures man and takes hold of him and keeps him down and keeps him wanting to sin more because sin begets sin and it produces more sin all the time. It's a continuing problem. When I say it's radical, He's all sin. Can't think of anything else much but sin. Now what he needs is a radical change. The other go the other way. Be free of a bondage of sin. And that only comes by the work of Almighty God. Um, man can do nothing, nothing, nothing for himself. Believe me, there isn't a spark of divinity in man. That's what they'd have us to believe today. That, of course, we kind of, I said I was guilty. We come out of some of the same stuff. Uh, we're kind of jealous of the old old church house down the road 
it's got a thousand people. So if we're not careful, we get in the same stuff, try to build up our crowd. Make, you know, and keep the, keep the money flowing so we can do more things that are against God. We can build a family life center. We can have a volleyball court and a basketball court and a baseball field. And we can have all those things. That's what the world seeks after is things. What we need to do is get it out of our church and keep it out of our church. And I say that we need to be careful because it multiplies. I believe Brother Donnie put something on this week, said it's, we got warfare. Got, got to get ready for war. And that's the way I feel about this subject. It causes more people to have some hope in themselves. And I want to take that hope away that they might look unto God for the true hope. 26th chapter of the book of Acts, I guess of verse 11, and it said, I punished them, the apostle Paul, often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto the strange cities. Now, this is one side of it here. Apostle Paul was dead serious in what he was doing. <clears throat> he thought he was preaching the gospel. All the time he was persecuting the church and killing the people. Now, now he's got commission to go do it again. On and on. I said it, it just breeds more, breeds more sin. Verse 12 said, Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at mid midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. So we've got a radical change coming in the Apostle Paul because of the light. Well, but light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. So man must be changed from his radical state onto another radical state where he'd be bent the other way, leaning the other way, going the other way always toward God and not from him. You see, man in his natural state is mad at God. That's what the Apostle Paul is just saying here. Man is going around and, and he's persecuting the church. Everywhere, all over the country, he was plenty busy in his warfare. 
going to take down the church. Well, it isn't any different today. That's the same thing that is happening today. This social, this social church that we have today is taking down the world. Well, I don't, I don't want my kids to go to church over cheesy. They don't have any activity for the kids or anywhere else <laughs> preaching the gospel. Somehow they think that they can't, they can't understand the ways of God by the preaching of the gospel. You've got to bring something else in to try to convince them. They call it convicting. There isn't any convicting to it. It convicts them to do more. Do more sin. At midday, O king, I saw in way of light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me, and them that what's journeyed with me, and when we were all fallen to the earth. Ooh, that's what happened to you if you see truth. If you really get a vision of the glory of God, it'll cause you to fall backward. That's what it does to men. It takes them down from their carnal high horse. And saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The Lord was working up on the heart of Paul. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. To make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles. <laughs> it's that old outside world. Now, he, the Lord knew they were fixing to jump on Paul once he turned. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes. That's what he was sent for. That's what he's come for, to open their eyes. See that they might see that same light from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. Now this is the problem here with man is the power of Satan over him he cannot get out of it but the Lord has chosen by the preaching of the gospel to deliver them that are his I said last week I think and not one's going to be lost that the Lord has called it wasn't one to go to heaven that wasn't supposed to be there Lord always positive he doesn't make any errors he don't don't count numbers like we do, skip one once in a while. He is always correct. 
deliver you from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Now, this is another story they have now. They say, well, repent and then follow Jesus. Well, let me tell you something. There isn't any repenting outside of the grace of God that was poured out upon man. If he doesn't have that grace, he's not going to repent. He may repent for a minute or two. Like I was talking about, his conscience may get pricked. He may have some fear for a little bit. But in last, so by the grace of God, a man may repent. that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance, an inheritance. There we go again, it's gift of God. We are saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves, but it is a gift of God. That you might have an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me, in Christ Jesus. Sanctified. Brought into service. Made holy. Made complete in Christ Jesus. Not having to repent over and over and over of having sin. Sin is conquered in the Lord. It's not just suppressed. It's conquered. Let me tell you, it's conquered. The Lord is a conqueror. He doesn't just get into something a little bit. When the Lord's in it, it's all away or none. But oh, that they might go to teaching that salvation is of the Lord and not of man. If I thought that it would do you any good, I'd ask you to come down to this front. But it won't do you one whit of good. You can walk every church aisle in the country and it won't do you any good unless your heart is changed and your heart is seeking after God. Not and not in a way of murmuring and complaining, but willingly. I think of the people when they was building the temple. They said, "Bring goods in to build the temple." And you know, what happened? they had to tell them, "Quit bringing them." They said they was bringing them willingly. And that's the way we have to worship if we worship at all is willingly, looking. To serve God. In the book of Micah, seventh chapter, in verse 8, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. 
until until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light and I shall behold his righteousness. Now until a man be brought to the light, he doesn't see any righteousness in the Lord at all. It is totally darkness still to him. He sits in darkness. But the Lord is one that brings to light. That's what happened to Apostle Paul when he was on the way to Damascus. Walking along there, unconcerned about anything but persecuting the church some more when he got there, I'm sure. And all of a sudden, a miraculous miracle appeared which was a light brighter than the sun. It turned old Paul's heart inside out. He was radically changed. Now I'm going to go preach the gospel. So he went. From then on, he went and he went preaching the gospel in the book of Titus <clears throat> the third chapter of the book of Titus put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers and to obey magistrates and to be ready for every good work to speak evil of no man, to be no brawler, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, and giving in, living in malice and envy, hateful, and hating one another. Now, this is a true picture of a man in his natural state. He hates God and everything about him. He's just radically that way. Extreme. All the way one way. And it any spark of anything there to change you outside fear. That's the way we were. Hating and uh, hateful and hating one another. But after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared in the light or in the preaching of the gospel. We in what we call the gospel age have preaching of the gospel. Toward man appeared not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. 
he's fitted man now to serve. Turn from that radical position. The word radical, by the way, I looked it up. I thought of it, and then I had to look it up, see what it really meant. It means down to the root. That's what man is. He is sinful down to the root. But the Lord plants a different vine. And He cultivates it. And He raises it up. So it is good vine from the root up. The other radical in the Lord. And in verse 7, he said that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. He said this is a faithful saying. In these things I will that they affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. So we need to be careful. Don't get heady and high-minded and think you know something. Keep looking back. Keep checking it. Go home and see if the things that were said are right. That's where it's called Christian. See if what was said was right. In the book of Ephesians, first chapter. I guess in verse 3, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's good. Do you often sit in heavenly places? That's where we sit. If we be in Christ Jesus, that's where he reigns, in heavenly places, in Christ according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. I don't know exactly how they get around that. <laughs> I really don't. How can you read that and say it say anything else? Seems me like it is, but before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him how? In love because he first loved us. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise, now here's the whole thing, to the praise of his glory. What are you saved for if you are saved? that might bring many together and redound under the thanksgiving 
of God. Unto the glory of God. That's the reason men worship. Unto His glory. What do we see? What is the light? What is the true light? It's the glory of God. To the praise and the glory of His grace wherein He hath made us acceptable in the Beloved. How in the world are you going to enter into the church of the living God unless you be made acceptable? Can't do it. Must be brought in. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. It's all about him. It's not in what you can do. It's not in anything you're going to do but it's in the Lord Jesus Christ always. Oh, that we might get hold of that in the book of Colossians. <clears throat> First chapter also. I think uh, verse 9 said, For this cause, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge, with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to his glorious power again this is where it all lies in the power in the power of God unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet hath made us meet to be partakers that's the only way of the inheritance of the saints in light. Do you see the glory of God? Does it cause you to bow before Him? Does it cause you to want to seek His way? Walk in the paths of righteousness. What for His name's sake? That we might glory in Him. So it's ever more important 
that we hold on to these truths. Now they gender more truth. Faith genders more faith. We grow in grace and in knowledge. And that grace is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that bears upon us that we might walk in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Second Corinthians then. Fifth chapter. Verse 12. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf. that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, for it is for your cause we've become radical. That's what somebody say, well, you can, you kind of radical. Yeah, I hope so. We, we don't want to be wishy-washy and straddle the fence always. We want to be radical. For whether we be beside ourselves, it's on God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause, for the love of Christ constraineth us. Who? Those that know God. Because we thus judge that if one died for then for all, then we're all dead. No in between. No spark of divinity at all there. It's all wiped out in sin. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth we know, know we know man after the flesh. Why is that? Because it becomes spiritual. Things are spiritually discerned. We don't know him after the flesh anymore. We know him after the spirit. Though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more in the flesh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. A new, a new you. And all things are of God. It's that simple. All things are of God. Who hath reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ? Reconciliation. Otherwise, we're mad. Desperately mad. Trying to bring about our own salvation 
trying to do some kind of work, trying to make some kind of profession, trying to appease God. Who hath reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ hath given to us a ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. He's revealed as light. And it draws men out of darkness. It's always working. Lord doesn't ever rest. You understand? Doesn't need it. He's not like you and I. Flesh and blood. And... No, he doesn't ever rest. He's always working it out the way he would have it to go. In First Peter, <clears throat> first chapter, First Peter, Verse 2, I guess he said, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. We go back once again. Can't already get rid of that. Through sanctification of the Spirit. The Spirit, that's what's got to be revived. <clears throat> that's what's got to be resurrected. <clears throat> Through sanctification of the Spirit. Unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again, again, unto a lively hope, a living, a living hope, resurrected unto a lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the first fruits. Resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefined that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who you who are kept by the power of God, through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. We've not seen it all yet. But it's coming. The revelation of Jesus Christ. The marriage of the land. Are you invited to the supper? Marriage of the land. <clears throat> 
but it's all by power of God and by grace. By grace are you saved through faith. I'll say it again, out of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Say not in thy heart, I'll go into the heaven and bring him down. That's the attitude of the world. We'll just go down and make a profession of faith. No, I tell you, the attitude of, they have this attitude, I'll go bring him down. I'll go into the depths and bring him up, talking about God. Yeah, we warned of that over in the book of Deuteronomy and over in the New Testament too, so it must be a pretty important message. Don't say that in your heart. If you're saying that in your heart, your heart's not right. <clears throat> heart needs to be made new quickened not not just pricked in heart but quickened that's the whole picture of circumcision circumcised in heart quickened cut to the heart that you might call upon God in the book of Isaiah, then the 44th chapter. <clears throat> Verse 21. Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, thou, thou art my servant. I have formed thee. Thou art my servant. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. For I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me. For I have redeemed thee. Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Salvation is of the Lord. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth, and break forth into singing, ye mountains. All the mountains of the people, as they gather up to sing praises. Unto the Lord, and singing you mountains, O forest, and every tree therein, for the Lord hath redeemed Jacob, and glorified himself, glorified himself in Israel. What are you glorying? In the Lord who has glorified himself. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that searcheth forth, uh, stretcheth forth the heavens alone, and spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. That first, that furthest the tokens of the liars, and maketh diviners mad, that turneth wise men backward, and maketh their knowledge foolish. 
That's what I've been talking about is this lasciviousness, foolishness and lasciviousness that's going on in the churches. The land is full of churches. But most of what they're preaching is lasciviousness. That confirmed the word of his servant, the Lord has, and performed the counsel of his messengers, and saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah ye shall be built, and I will raise up the decayed places thereof that saith to the deep be dry and I will dry up the rivers that saith unto Cyrus he's my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasures no matter what it is no matter what it is he uses everything in this world for his own good that it might glorify him that he said to Cyrus, he's my shepherd, and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, thou shalt be built, and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. Sound pretty good to me. Lord's going to do a miraculous, marvelous work like we cannot imagine. He's going to call together great mountains of people. It's a number of sand of the sea. And bring them together that they might praise him.